It is the BS. No, it's not the BS show. It's the BS Formerly the BS yeah. show. Well, you know what? I've talked to Shelly. Um, some morning we'll have her on, too. Um, <coughs> the BS show may resurface in some form, but that's a whole other story. Okay. I'd love that. This is the BJ.show. BJ, BJshow.co. Isn't that what our website is? Although is. when you go to it, it goes nowhere right now. We're still working on that. Uh, it's called Egbert Radio. Let give you a rundown of what we're doing. We're turning this into a talk station. Uh, it's John and I between uh, six, excuse me, between seven and eight. Then at eight to noon, we have Armstrong and Getty. Excellent show. These guys get it. They're conservative, but the old other part of the, what I love about them is they're funny. They have fun with the show. Uh, it's not serious stuff. Uh, that's from 8 to noon, Armstrong and Getty. Then from noon to 3, the guy gets a little bit serious, but you know what his his little side dish in, in, his, in, his, in his show is? A uh, guy's name is Eric Erickson. You know his little side dish, and I do not use dish in an inappropriate way? Uh, besides Red State? He loves to mean? He loves to cook. Oh, I didn't know that. He gives out recipes on the air all the time. And I'm going like, to me, it's like, okay, that just goes right over my head because yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only recipe I want is, you know, how many minutes in the microwave does it go? You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's or the all. air fryer. I'm an air fryer guy these days. Yeah, I, got, I have one of those too, and I love it. Okay, then from three to six, we have Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. Three dudes from three different generations. There's a there's an Xer, there's a millennial, and there's a, a boomer in there. And it's pretty interesting. They talk about all the things. And once again, entertaining the guys are fun they do some some you know contests from time to time and because i have always loved talk radio i've done a talk station before we had originally had the mouth and quite honestly a very a very well listened to station it's time we had brian nevis who was a real a real spark plug to the station on from seven to nine then we had you know we had dennis miller at one point in time neil bortz uh, God, Dennis Miller was good when he did talk radio. Oh, he was so good. Neil Bortz was so good, his wife made him retire. That's what happened. Literally, one day he came on the air and says, my wife wants me to retire. And uh, and one of the things that happened, this is sort of a sad situation when you run a you know radio uh, show like that. They had a guy who was their engineer who turned out to be really funny. And in a strange sort of way, he had sort of an interesting accent. He had a real southern accent. Uh, this is a station out of Atlanta. And his name was Royal. I don't know if that was his real name, but they called him Royal. And Royal was probably in his early 40s. And Royal was a big part of the show because, you know, Neil Bortz was a very uh, opinionated, conservative kind of guy, a former attorney, um, you know, really interesting guy. And they would bring Royal in. And Royal would give you sort of the down-to-earth, good old boy, you know, viewpoint of what they were talking about. Well, one morning, Neil Bortz comes on the air and just sounds horrible. Royal died, had a heart attack. Oh, no. Yikes. And died at like 42 years old. And quite honestly, the show was never the same. And what happened was was Neil Bortz's wife essentially kept saying to him, look, you know, look at Royal. You know, he was in the prime of his life. You know, you are not in the prime of your life anymore. You're in your yeah. 60s. Hang it up and let's move on down the road. So they did. So anyway, long-winded explanation. Okay. Have you seen this stuff about, about Elon Musk? Have you have you have you seen this? You gotta be you gotta be a little bit more vague, Brad. There's only a hundred <laughs> stories about him a day. About he's interviewed by. <laughs> this is actually sort of funny. If you if you listen to the audio, I haven't I can't run the audio as it is off of the the show. But if you if you listen to the audio, it is so incredibly funny. He's being interviewed by some guy who's some supposedly some well-known reporter. I've never heard of the guy before. 
And the guy is obviously not on Musk's side. And they're, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the fact that how, does, how do you feel about the fact that, and, you know, Musk had this situation where within the last, what, week or so, he said something that, that some people said he was offending the Jews by. And I think, right, I think right. he probably do, did his, his uh, comeuppance by going over to Israel in the last couple of days and spending some time with Netanyahu and the whole bit. So anyway, the reporter asked him, how, what do you feel about, how do you feel the fact that a lot of these companies have dropped their advertising on Twitter? And he says they can go f themselves. <laughs> yeah. And and when the reporter asks, and the reporter is like, is like, there's this long silence. Like the reporter is going like, that's not what I expected, yeah. you know. And then and then he asks the question again. And where is it? I thought I had it here. Hold, oh, you know what? I do have it here. Hold on, I, I saved it here. Here's here's the story. Um. Uh, here it is. Okay, uh, this is who's reporter. Come on, load up here. Uh, Elon Musk tells advertisers who left X, go F yourself. Uh, SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk had some harsh words for advertisers who are fleeing the platform X. Quote, go F yourself, Musk, owner of X, said during a Wednesday afternoon appearance at the New York Times. Yes, this is at the New York Times Deal Book Summit. I don't know what, what's the Deal Book Summit. You know what that is? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, book is usually as what you would refer to what the stocks that finance people cover. You know, if, if you say that somebody's talking their book, that means that they're pitching their own set of stocks. So maybe, maybe that's what it means. Okay. Uh, Musk made the comment while being interviewed by Andrew Ross Sorkin speaking about the current oh, advertising. Yeah. You know who he is? Yeah. So he's a CNBC morning host and he is quite progressive. Well, <laughs> here, here, here we go. This is what Musk said. What this advertising boycott is going to do to us, it is going to kill the company, Musk said. And the whole world would know that these advertisers killed the company. So he's essentially saying, yeah, you're going to kill X. And you know what? Guess who killed it? These companies. Yeah. In response, Disney CEO uh, Bob Iger, who earlier discussed Disney pulling advertising from the platform, Musk didn't hold back. He said, and Musk says, don't advertise. If someone is going to try and blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. Go F yourself. Musk as ad said, adding, "Go f yourself." Is that clear? Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience, that's how I feel. Don't advertise. He's talking to Bob Iger. This that's wonderful. <laughs> and you know what? The what this proves, Brad, is that for years Twitter was a public company, ticker symbol TWTR. And the beauty of taking a company private is you are not not only do you not have to please your your board of directors, you don't have a quarterly earnings call that you have to get on and talk about. And and the Andrew Ross Sorkins of the world would say, uh, but I heard that company X isn't happy with you. You don't have to answer that question four times a year because you own the company. Look, I couldn't agree with you more. And and to me, Musk is one of those guys that I know he ruffles a lot of people's feathers, but I've gone with this thing. And matter of fact, uh, man, I should, I have to tell you something. I'm embarrassed again. Um, I told you I did this uh, back in September. I was one of the presenters on the St. Charles County uh, GOP. Yeah. They do this, I think, once a year or something like that called their candidate school. And what you're doing is – Yeah, the, the pe- candidate training. They yeah. get everybody together and teach them how to be a good Republican. Well, not to be a good Republican. Essentially how to win. Well, how, 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 to, how, how to get elected. How to get elected. You know, I mean, some of them aren't necessarily good Republicans, but that's a whole other okay, story. Good point. And, yeah. and the guy's name was um, – and I ran into him. He was sat at my table when I went to the chamber, chamber meeting on, on Tuesday. And I called him Ron. And his name's Dave. God, I could kill myself. Dave Hinman. Okay, but the point I was going to make was that um, that uh, with with when we talked about this, 
in the candidate school, everybody was always sort of, I don't know, to me it was sort of like you're not, you're, you're sort of, one of the people in the, in the, who's one of the instructors, I won't say who it was, said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this is how you win elections. Essentially how you win elections is you knock on doors and you use yard signs. And, and at one point in time, they even said, one of the presenters even said, ah, don't worry about a website, and you don't have to do, and I wouldn't even bother with Twitter. I'm thinking to myself, so I wow. get up. I get up. I'm the last speaker of the day. And I get up, and I start my presentation by saying, let me tell you who my heroes are. My heroes are Thomas Edison. My heroes are uh, Nikolai Tesla. My heroes are Bill Gates, you know, uh, Steve yeah. Jobs, Elon Musk. Those people are my heroes because they were people that blew things up. They mm-hmm. were dis- disruptors was the term. It used to be very highly used. You don't hear it too much anymore. Yeah. Essentially, what all these people have done is they've disrupted how things work. Thomas Edison disrupted things uh, with electrification, you know, and light bulbs. You know, and Nikola Tesla, there's all sorts of things. There's a whole thing, sort of interesting, there's a thing that, that essentially in, in our parlance, everybody says Marconi is the father of radio. Actually, it was Tesla who fathered radio, but that's a whole other story. But you look at these people, and what they did was they went against the grain, and they took all the, the you know, the stones and arrows that people threw and shot at them, and essentially said, look, I, this is how I feel. I, yeah. you know, I'm going to keep moving forward. You're not going to dissuade me. And, you know, how many times, if you go back and you read the history of, of, of you know, Apple, how they were close to, like, going out of business. And yep. how many times did Bill Gates and was uh, Steve Wozniak, you know, they were in the point where, you know, they, you know, I mean, I remember one of my favorite stories. I think the guy's name is Fred Smith. The, I think he just stepped down the CEO, the founder and CEO of a, Fed, a Federal Express. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't oh, it, yeah, I've heard the name. Isn't yeah. it Fred Smith? I have to look it up. I don't know what it is. This, I can look it up. This is an honest-to-God true story. One week, their cash flow tanked, and they didn't have enough money to make payroll. So what Fred did was, since they had all these jets, they flew out to Las Vegas and gambled, and he won enough money to make payroll for the next week. I mean, that's how close yeah. Fed- FedEx came from going under, because one week they couldn't make payroll. And now, hey, now you look yeah. at a company like that and it's like, how in the world did that company, you know, ever, you know, be that small and that fragile that one week, that the fact that they didn't have enough money one week, it could have sunk the company. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, first of all, this is analogous to what you brought up yesterday about Mike Kehoe's life story and being at any given point, he was, you know, a couple paychecks away from ruin before he worked for Dave Sinclair. My, Brad knows that – you know that I, I compare everything to the pro wrestling world. Vince McMahon's WWE has a market cap of over $8 billion now with, with the letter B. In the early 90s, things were so bad that he was going through – the company and ha- and having the the company that delivered water, you know, like Absopure, the company that delivered corporate water. Right. They were removing the the barrels of water from the halls in Stanford, Connecticut, because they couldn't pay for recreational water for their employees. And he stuck it out, and now the company's worth over eight billion dollars. Well, you know, that's I'm I'm gonna be you know brutally honest here. That's why I keep sticking out what I do with these stations. I mean, yeah. I mean, this has been really tough for me, um, and I think the biggest problem we have nowadays is the image that people nobody listens to radio. And it's interesting. Something came out just the other day that I don't know if we talked about this or not. That Australia had this big research 
came out and almost mirrored exactly the same as the United States where, you know, in their in their survey, 86% of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week. Now, when they do, I know people go, well, once a week. Well, what they're doing is they're looking at people's habits. And if you do something once a week, chances are you do it more than once a week. And the idea being that is if you go to the gym once a week, it is somewhat of a habit. And yep. and if but as opposed to people that buy a gym membership and then go don't go for three months. And the idea being is when they look at this, they're saying and in radio, I think we're still like low 90s, the 92, 93 percent of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week, which beats everything, yep. including Internet you know, social media, blah, 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 blah. But yet you go into a client and they'll go like, well, do, who, does anybody listen to radio anymore? And my running joke is always, is what I have somebody like that. I and mean, here's my stupid little pitch. I always say like, and especially if it's something like a restaurant, I said, I said, well, you know what? I own the station. So I can do whatever the hell they want. I'm going to do a deal. How about, how about I give you a month's worth of free advertising? And here's what I want to do. I want to watch you. Could you watch your numbers? Oh yeah. I watch my numbers real close. Okay. On the day we start the advertising, give me what your numbers are. And then a month later, tell me what the, what the numbers are after I run this free advertising campaign for you. And then we'll, we'll get together and, and discuss the numbers. Yep. And I go, and they go well, 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 that's it? I go, yeah, but there's one catch. I get the right to add. And they'll say, like, what do you mean you get the right to add? Oh, well, it's a restaurant. You know, it's a restaurant. I say, like, hey, Joe's, Joe's Diner, only eight people last week got Tomaine food poisoning, which is better than the week before when we had 12 people who came down with food poisoning. And, you and know, they I, say, what? And they go, whoa, 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 you can't say that. I go, I said I didn't say I was going to promote your restaurant. I said I was going to move your numbers. That's yeah, what I'm going to do. Talk about it, yeah. And, and you know, and I'm going to do it for a month for free. And they go, whoa, whoa, that's different. I go, why is it different? Why is it different? Why, why, if you, if I say something bad about your restaurant, why do you think that that's going to work? Whereas if I say something good about your restaurant, it won't work. You know, anyway. and they have no answer to that. Well, it's one of those crazy things. You know, it's stupid stuff. Stupid things I do. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, last break of the morning. God, the morning goes right by. Uh, seven. Hold on a minute. I got to set my break up here. Did I do it right? Uh, I didn't. Now I will. Okay, seven forty. <laughs> 